Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. We're living in some perilous times. That's been said more than once, but these are times when things are happening around us that can bring us great fear and anxiety. With floods and hurricanes and fires and now viruses, many people are frantic and some are even panicking. For those of us who are believers, this is the time that we trust in God and He will help us weather the storm. Over the next few days, I'm going to bring you some messages of being storm-proof and having faith that God will take care of those who are His. So listen to today's message as we walk in the light of God's Word. Some people in church, the, the Word of God is going on, they're looking at their phone, they're doing all kind of other stuff, thinking about where they're going to go when church is out, and got all kind of other stuff on their mind. Yeah, I heard, the, I heard the pastor, I heard the Word. No, you did not hear it with the intent of grabbing a hold to it so that you can put it to practice. Jesus says, that's a different story. If you plan to practice it, you will listen and hear differently. So Jesus equates hearing and practicing with building a foundation on a rock, which is a solid foundation. Now, the foundation is the most important part of a structure. It's the most important part of a structure, but it's the, one of the least appreciated parts of the structure because you hardly ever see it. You put it under your feet, you walk on it, but you don't hardly see it anymore after the foundation is done. But if a building is going to last and be solid, that foundation better be firm. The ground you build on better be firm. When they built this building, they came in, they packed this foundation, and then they took core samples and took those samples out to the lab to see how density, how much density was in the soil so they know how to make this foundation. Uh, now, the roof can look great, but if the foundation is shaky, the roof ain't going to last that long. The best practice is building the foundation before you build anything else. And Jesus is saying, I'm going to give you a good foundation on how you can function no matter what's going on in your life around you. And here's the foundation. Hear these words of mine and then put them into practice because I'm going to give you everything you need that will sustain you through the next phase of what might be going on. What did he say? Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and do what? Put them into practice. Somebody say practice. Practice means you go over and you do it, and if it don't work, you do it again. And if you mess up, you do it again until you get it right. That's what practice is. And it don't mean you're, you're not good at it because even the doctors are practicing. And you hope they're good. Your heart surgeon say, I got to practice out at uh, St. Luke. And you'll be saying, you still practice? Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and put them into practice is like a wise builder like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And then he said, the rains came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. What's that rock? The words of his that you put into practice. Now, three challenges occurred right there. 
the rains came down. How many of you had stuff just falling down on you? The rains came down. And then the second thing happened, the streams rolled. That's the flood coming from above, below. Don't you know that there's a, the, the insurance companies make a big difference between the rain coming down and the stream going up? Your homeowner's insurance will cover what come down, but they don't cover what comes up. You need flood insurance for the flood. But the word of God covers all of it. So there's a difference. There's something that, that, that uh, if you got the roof up over your head, if you've got a leaky roof, it's coming from the top. But uh, when the flood comes, uh, no matter where you are, it will it, it, uh, inundate everything. You can't stop the flood. You can put a bucket down to catch that leak, but you can't stop that flood water from coming in when it's on, in your neighborhood. Not only did the streams rise, the, then the wind began to blow and beat against the house. Anybody ever felt like the wind was just blowing and just beating against your house? Well, when the, when the, when the rain is coming down and the floodwaters are sweeping and the wind is blowing, most structures cannot stand that hurricane force wind and stand that flood water just once that flood water gets to flowing really strong and heavy, it'll move that off of that foundation if it's not firm. You just thought that was going to stay. You can look in some of the flood videos, see houses going down the, the creek, going down the street. That whole thing is just moving on off and nothing left but the foundation. Look at what he says, and he makes a contrast between the ones who hears his words and put them into practice and the one who hears them and do not put them into practice. Verse 26, but everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice, he calls you a fool. You heard it and didn't do it. Did you hear what I said? Yes. Why didn't you do it? I just didn't do it. You heard it? Yes. You didn't practice it? No. Why didn't you practice it? Well, I wasn't feeling it. Well, I thought I could just do it another way. I didn't understand what I was supposed to do. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rains came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. The same thing happened to both houses, but one survived and the other one got swept away. Uh, no matter what you're going through, you may feel like things just crashed. There are other believers that have gone through the same thing you've gone through and withstood. It doesn't mean that, uh, that you're not affected by the tough times. It means that the tough times didn't cause your house to crash because you had it built on a solid rock. We used to sing those songs. Your anchor holds and grip that solid rock, and that rock is... Jesus. No matter what goes on, you still can say, I'm holding on to the solid rock, and that rock is Jesus Christ. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. Jesus taught with authority. I know what I'm talking about. If you get the word of God and you hold on to the word of God, you practice the word of God, you are building on a firm foundation. You are digging deep 
Every time you obey the word of God, you are digging deep and digging the foundation that when the enemy comes, uh, he's not going to be able to shake you and move you easily and quickly. Some believers, as soon as the devil comes and say, hey, he said, oh, Lord, let me get on up out of here. The devil hadn't even, he hadn't even pulled his weapons out yet. You just saw him coming and you took off. And there are other believers who say, I know you ain't finna come around here. They'll get that old song, drive him away, Lord, drive old Satan away. <laughs> they say, no, I ain't gonna mess with them. Let me go down the street to this other believer over here because I ain't got time for that one. <laughs> that one got the oil, he got everything. <laughs> got the word of God, the word of God hid in my heart. Oh, I'm greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. Get away from here. Get away from here with that. Where'd that come from? What was that thought? No, 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 no. I got to take that thought captive. That's the one that's got the word of God in her. I got to cast down that imagination. Where'd that thought? Where'd that thought come from? No, you can't stay here. Stay in the Lord rebuke you. Behind me. Get thee behind me. That's the one that's built on a solid foundation. So I want you to know that you can withstand whatever comes against you when you have built your life on that firm foundation. Listen, nobody else have to help you with this. This is just you. This is just you. No, nobody got to lay hands on you for this. You don't need a supernatural anointing for this. Just hear the word and the word that you hear, say, I'm going to practice this. The word that you read, the word that you take in, just practice what you know. Don't practice what you don't know. Just practice the part you know, and you'll keep growing strong in the Lord. The key is hearing and practicing, and I gave you a handout, and I'm just going to run right through that. Then how do we hear God's word? Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. Here are some ways to hear God's word. The Bible you read the Bible, get your Bible. We got the audio Bible now. You got the Bible on your phone. So there's no excuse for not having the Word of God entering into your life on a routine, regular, daily basis. In your church services, you hear the Word. Uh, lean forward, say, I'm ready to hear. Come to Bible studies, sermon CDs. There, there are a lot of Bible, good Bible teachers on the radio. So just, just go to 1360. You can, hear, you can hear the word at 6 o'clock for sure. So here's five ways to improve your hearing. Number one, be ready and eager to hear the word of God. And you can circle that, ready and eager. I want to have an anticipation. So when you come to church, say, I want to I hear the word of God. God, what is it you want me to hear today that can apply to my life that I can take and use? What is it that I can take and use? Today in my life, no matter who's speaking, let me say that, no matter who's speaking. It might be somebody's their first time. What can I hear? What can I take? What do you want me to focus on out of this word today that I can hear? Jesus said, uh, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. James 1.19 say, be quick to listen. So when you come on Sunday morning, when you go to a Bible study, prepare your hearts. Lord, I want to be ready to hear. That's the difference. I want to be ready to hear. Lean forward. Uh, incline your ear so I can hear. God will speak to you when you're listening. And secondly, deal with the attitudes that prevent hearing God. In the parable of the sower, 
Jesus said, consider carefully how you listen. And he talks about the sower. In that parable, he talks about you can have a closed mind. That, that, that seed will fall on the hard ground and when you can't hear the word of God. And, and in fact, he said the, the birds eat those seeds up on the, on the pathway. That pathway was that, 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 that travel path that turned real hard. And sometimes you see it in the hood where people walk across the, the lawn as a path for a lot of people. And that, that gets hard unless it rains. And he said the seed won't go down in there. In fact, he said, the bird represents the enemy who comes and steal the word before it goes into your heart. When you don't have an ear, he'll steal it before you get out to church. So you can have a closed mind, you can have a superficial mind, and you're not, not really hearing the word of God. Are you serious about hearing God when he speaks? Or do you have a preoccupied mind? I'm too busy. I'm concerned with everything else in life. I come to church with burdened down, worried, and I just think about that the whole time. The service is going on. My worship can't go up like it ought to go up, and I'm still worried and anxious and concerned, and the enemy will use that as, as an opportunity so you can't hear. I'm too busy. I got too many things in my life to concentrate on what God says. And it'll happen when you're trying to read your Bible if you don't get to a quiet place. And it takes a quiet time in a quiet place. You got to get up when ain't nothing else going on. Keep the television off. Keep the phone off. And sometimes you just have to sit there quiet till everything settle down in your mind. It's like a dust storm. And you just got to say, let me just sit here for a while and just meditate for a minute. And just say, Lord, you are good. Your mercies endure forever. Lord, you are good. Your mercies endure forever. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that's within me. You got to get your mind off of this other stuff. So you can hear what God might want to say. Thirdly, confess any sin in your life. James 1.21 says, get rid of all moral filth and humbly accept the word. He's saying get rid of all the garbage in your life so that God can fill your life with the word. He's not competing with all that other stuff in there. So when you go to hear a pastor or somebody preach and you don't get something out of the sermon, then you don't ask what's wrong with them. It might be something wrong with you. I didn't get nothing out of that. If he's talking about the word of God, even if you're reading the scripture, you ought to got something. You ought to say, Lord, I thank you that they were short. I remember a place, a time in my life, in my early going to church, if I was listening to the word and I'm thinking I'm not getting anything, I, I looked inward. Lord, I want to I hear something out of your word for me. Just give me one thing I can meditate on all week. Nobody's going to remember everything that's being said right now. But there's got to be one or two things I can take that I can chew on. I want to meditate on. I want to think about. I want to take it away from here. If it's uh, nothing else tonight, it is, Lord, I want to hear and I want to practice. Lord, I want to hear and I want to put it into practice. Lord, if you help me to just hear what you want me to hear, I'm going to practice it. Just take that away. You got something. Number four, take some notes on what you hear. Hebrews 2 and 1, we must pay more careful attention to what we heard so that we do not drift away. So uh, make a note. Uh, if you hear something when you're reading your Bible, underline it in your Bible and come back to it and look at it again. Don't you know the Lord will speak to you when you're reading your Bible? Especially, you ever read a, a scripture and then you come back to it some other time, you read it over again. You can read the same passage of Scripture uh, ten times, and almost every time you come back, sometime the Lord will highlight a little something else in there to you. 
the Holy Spirit is taking the Word of God and is making it come alive in you. And whenever you just say, well, that just came alive. You know what he's saying? That's for you today. That's what I want to give to you today. That's not for somebody else. When you read that word and say, you say, pull off the old man so you can uh, walk in the new man. Well, that's what folks need to do. No, that's for you. You say, Lord, what else do I need to pull off today? Point to me. Help me to understand what I need to pull off. Don't get on the phone and say, yeah, I was reading the scripture. You know, you got to pull off. Don't start preaching nobody else about that. Because he pointed that out to you when you were reading. You didn't get that the other day when you read through there. Whenever he highlights something, you highlight it and say, okay, Lord, what are you trying to say to me about this passage right here? That's what got my attention. He'll get your attention through the Word. Keep your notebook. Make your notes in your, in your Bible. Number five, act on what you hear. Don't merely listen to the Word, James says, and, and, and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. The King James says, not only just to hear it, but be a doer of the Word. Whoever does not simply listen and then forget it must put it into practice. That person will be blessed in what he does. If you don't just listen, but you put it into practice, you're going to be blessed. The Bible says we need to put it into practice. The Bible says really to be blessed when you hear a Bible or study a sermon, you need to practice it, apply it. We call it the application of the word. We give you some inspiration. We can give you some interpretation, but you do the application. So are you ready and eager to hear the word of God? If you will, if you are eager and you're ready, you're going to hear. So what do you need to work on to be able to hear the word of God? Get your nice study time, meditation time, listening time, listen to the word of God. Are there any attitudes in my own life I need to deal with that will keep me from hearing the word of God? Any sin in my life that's going to block out the word of God? And am I willing to act on what I hear? Let's pray today that we can be the not only heroes of the word, but we can practice what we hear so that we can build on that solid foundation. So that when the rain comes, when the water rise up, when the wind blow, not if, when, it's coming. It's coming. We want to be able to stand. We want to be able to endure. We want to be able to make it through. We want to be able to rejoice in these trials. I made it through. I'm yet standing. We can testify. We got a testimony now that the enemy tried to take me out, but I'm yet standing. I'm yet holding on. Father, we ask you to help us to be hearers of your words. Give us a sensitivity in our hearing so that we can hear with the heart and mind to apply, to put it into practice. Help us, Almighty God, as we read the Word and hear the Word and meditate on the Word, as you highlight by your Spirit the things that we need to attend to, that we will attend to those things in our lives. It will help us to grow and build on a solid foundation. Father, that we can be the lighthouse that guide others through the storm. We can be the lighthouse that others will look at when their, their ships are being tossed and they don't know which way to go. They can look at where we are and, and draw near to you because we are near to you. 
we thank you, Lord, that you will help us in your word, that your word will be the anchor of our lives, that help us to go deep in you, not be tossed by every wind and every wave, every opportunity that comes along, but we'll be strong in you and the power of your might. We'll be strong in faith because we hear your word, we believe your word, and we practice your word, and we know that you are true to your word. We're able to stand, we're able to declare, we're able to receive, we're able to function according to your word because your word will be in us. Your word will be in our hearts, your word will be in our minds as we meditate upon you. And Father, as we practice, we are practicing your strength. You said you will help us, almighty God. You said we'll be overcomers. You said that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. That's your word. We stand on your word. We receive your strength when we're going through. We thank you for it right now. We praise you for it right now. Father, when we're facing impossible situations, your word said with men these things are impossible, but with God all things are possible. We heard that word and we're practicing standing firm on your word right now. Father, your word says that you can open the windows of heaven and pour out blessings that we don't have room enough to receive. When we feel like we don't have enough and that our monies and our finances are not there, we stand firm on your word that you're able to supply all of our need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. We stand with that word. We're not tossed to and fro. We're not frantic. We're not worried. You ask us to cast all of our cares upon you because you care for us. We thank you for it now. We praise you for it now. We're able to make it through the storm. We're able to make it. We're able to look back over the storm and thank you, Father, that we were able to survive, not only to survive, but thrive. We not only survive, but to reach our hands out and help others and pull others up out of their storms, out of the mud and out of the flood that they're going through in their lives. Thank you for using us, Almighty God. We're able to make it through the tough times. Thank you, Mighty God. I'm able to make it through the tough times. I'm able to make it through the challenges. I've been through the storm and rain, but I made it. God, you spoke to the winds and waves and said, peace be still. Hallelujah. The devil tried to take me out, but I'm still standing. He tried to drown me, but I'm still standing. Tried to discourage me, but I'm still standing. I'm still alive. I'm still well. I'm still rejoicing. I'm still praising. I got a shield of faith that quenched every fiery dart of the enemy. This is Jerry G. Martin, and I certainly hope that you've enjoyed today's broadcast. God has always had people that were his. He said in 2 Chronicles 7:14, if my people who are called by my name, God always looks out for those who are his. The question today for you is, do you belong to the Lord Jesus Christ? God watched out for his people even in the midst of plagues. In the book of Exodus, when the plague struck the Egyptians, God said, they will not touch my people. And then that last plague of all, when the firstborn was killed, God's people had the blood of the lamb over their doorposts. The death angel passed over those who had the blood of the lamb 
on their doorposts. Jesus Christ came and he has applied the blood of the lamb to our hearts. For those of us who are believers, we are not as those who have no hope. We are not to be ones who are fearful about the pestilence. Psalms 91 is a tremendous encouragement to everyone who lives and abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Why don't you read that and your heart will not fill you from fear when everyone else seems that they are frantic about what's going on. God still takes care of his people. Go to our website to hear this message in its entirety and enjoy some of our Sunday services. I also invite you to be my guest at The Light of the World every Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. Don't forget about the Beacon Bookstore. If you have a need for communion supplies, Sunday school books, Bibles, or offering envelopes, call the Beacon, 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.